1: Dio
2: Moody says this, the scriptures were not given to increase our knowledge, but to change our lives. You see, the difference between converts and disciples is that disciples obey what Christ commanded. What we do with the word is key. Converts listen, but that is where the truth ends. Little is applied in
0: their own lives, there is little change. Surveys have been done over the last few decades trying to figure out if there's a difference in behavior between Christians and those outside the church. Unfortunately, what they found is that people in the church are becoming more like those outside of the church rather than the other way around. Pastor Mark will be addressing this problem. You'll hear him use and define the term carnal Christian. You'll learn why this isn't someone God wants you to be you'll be challenged to examine yourself to see whether your lifestyle places you in this undesirable category. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 28 as he continues his message, A Real Convert Becomes a Real Disciple.
2: See, the word of God is living, it's active, it's sharp. You see, Pastor Mark, the Word of God is outdated. The Word of God is as up to date as the iPhone. In fact, it's way more than that. It's never outdated. The principles never change from Adam and Eve to us, and they never will change. It's powerful, it changes lives. Satan knows that. So Paul is writing to these people. Why does he say they're slow to learn? They had no desire to hear spiritual truth. Their hunger and desire for the word was fading. So we know this. Our spiritual growth is directly connected to the word of God. Your spiritual growth, mine included, is directly connected to the word of God, how often you're in it, what you're doing in it, and how you apply it. Now does Satan know that? Oh yes he does. And you're going to see how he comes against us as we go through the teaching. Now look at verse 12. Then he says this to this group of believers. These are not new believers. They're not disciples. They didn't start this way. They used to have a desire for the word. But well, they stopped growing and they stopped maturing. Notice what he says. You have been believers so long. This isn't a baby Christian. Now that you ought to be, here's a sign, you're going to hear this, this is a sign of a disciple. A disciple is teaching others. A disciple makes disciples. You ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. Then he says this again to them. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. These were carnal believers. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul talks about them again. They simply stop growing in their walk with God. They're going to heaven, but they're not productive, and they're not fruitful. Is that you today? The sign of a carnal believer, CB, we're going to use this in a few moments, they're immature, They're unfruitful. God's plan for you is to be very fruitful. Believers who simply are living for self. The Word of God, they have no real desire for that Word of God anymore. Now, look at verse 13. Anyone who lives on milk, basic, how to get saved, why there's water, baptism, being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, how to do life right. In other words, if you're a carnal believer, without the word of God, you're going to be unsuccessful in life. There's going to be all kinds of issues and problems with you. Now, let me give you some signs of the difficulty of carnal believers. Remember, they're going to go to heaven, but they're going to go there miserably. Now, here's the first one. Write it down. A carnal believer, number one. They spend their time unwisely. Unprofitable use of time. They spend their time unwisely. Will you say, Pastor Mark, what do you mean about that? What is Paul saying? By now, you should be teaching others. So I'm going to have to waste my time to go all the way back And teach you those things again. That's a waste of time for who? For the carnal believers and for the teachers that have to do it again. The teachers should be discipling somebody new. But they have to go back and handle the babies again. It's not a good use of their time. Second, as you look through that, these truths, evidently they didn't even really learn them the first time. But they're going to have to go back. So what is the greatest priority in your life? God people and how we use our time. So Satan has these people just going around in circles. It's useless. Number two, big one. Carnal believers don't understand that information doesn't bring transformation. Dio Moody says this, The scriptures were not given to increase our knowledge, but to change our lives. You see, the difference between converts and disciples is that disciples obey what Christ commanded. What we do with the word is key. Converts listen, but that is where the truth ends. Little is applied in their own lives. There is little change. So here's what baby Christians, carnal Christians, believe. Well, Pastor Mark, I read the Word. I'm here. I'm in a Bible study during the week. Praise God. Well, what are you doing with the truths you're learning? Well, I don't have to do anything with them because I know them. Knowing the Word of God does not change you. Applying the Word of God changes you. But see, people think if I have the information, it's enough. No, it's not enough. So what happens is there's no change. Number three. Now, this is carnal Christians, and by and large, definitely not on our campuses because we have a lot of mature believers that are growing. You guys are fantastic. But we still have a lot of babies, and we still have a lot of carnal people who are just now coming to our church and going, like I'm supposed to be a disciple? I'm a Christian. I don't have time today, but you know that the word Christian in the New Testament is only used three times. And actually, it was a derogatory word. Jesus didn't say, come follow me and be a Christian. He said, come follow me and be my disciple. So here's the problem. These negatives that I'm giving you, our churches are filled with these people. So here's the third one. Write it down. Carnal believers have little spiritual discernment right from wrong. Life is not a playground. It's a battlefield. Satan easily distracts. He easily deceives people. And what do these people's lives look like that are carnal believers? They look like this a roller coaster of emotions. They're up, they're down. They're up, they're down. They're up, they're down. When you meet them, you're not sure where you're going to find them up or down. It won't take long because the word will come out. So they. Can't discern between right and wrong. And for sure, this is another whole teaching later, right or wrong isn't really the key. Best from better is really the key. He say, Pastor Mark, what do you mean they can't discern? Those of you that are new mothers and your child gets to the age of one and two, what do you have to do with the cabinets in the home? What do you have to do with them? Tell me. You put what on them? You put locks on them. You lock the doors from the top to keep the kids out of what? Drinking whatever. They're going to be into it. Our kids are gone, so we have a puppy. Is it any different? No, this puppy is dumb as can be. They can't discern right from wrong. So we take little Kimmy for a walk, and she can smell a mushroom. Four foot deep, and she'll stop mm, down, pulls up a mushroom in her mouth. If we say, you dummy, don't you know? They're not good for you. Mm, 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 mm. There's no discernment. So what do we have with Christians who are carnal? There's a new wind of doctrine that comes through. Wow. Where's the latest revival? Let's flow over to here. There's gold dust coming. Woo! my teeth are now filled. You say, what is that garbage? That's stuff that people go after today the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, God says he gives us spiritual pastors and teachers to keep the new believers and the carnal believers from being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine that's false from Satan. But see, the carnal believer doesn't know it. Oh, it's good. I'm up and down. I'm up and down. I'm up and down. What a dangerous place to live. But probably the most disastrous part of being a carnal believer is the fourth one. Carnal believers don't understand god's principle of win: disciple and send. They're spiritual babies, they're stunted in their growth. this affects their walk. They never really become a growing Christian disciple. and it not only affects them, but it stops that progression of win. Disciple and sin. When our churches are filled with carnal believers, what happens? It breaks the chain of when disciples sin. When many of the people that are in our churches are on the left hand side and they've never moved to discipleship, and if you never moved a disciple, then you can't make another disciple. Remember, the principle of discipleship is not just when disciples sin. The bottom line to discipleship is this. Disciples make other disciples. Never happens. It stops. And when Satan sees this, what does Satan do? He loves it. Because it stops the very plan of God for changing our world. Now, you can take that down, but what is Paul going to do? Paul says this to the believers there in the book of Hebrews. Well, have a nice life. Nothing happened happen in your life. See ya. Well, Paul doesn't say that at all. Paul says these baby carnal believers can change. All they need to do is be taught again and move on to real discipleship. So Paul knows that God loves to restore. Paul knows that God loves to give a new start. Anybody here like to be restored and get a new start? How many needed a new start I saw you come in. You needed that new start. Some of you came in from the car. And in the car was a battle of all battles. But when you got to the door and the usher said, How are you? We're fine. <laughs> well, what's that bleeding out that nose right there? You see, we all need new starts. Amen. So this is what the Bible's all about. So Paul's going to give two things. Encouragement. And he's going to give us a solution. And I want to just stop right here. There's many today, you need to hear Paul's word of encouragement. You need to find the solution and begin it, because this is you. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to have the roller coasters anymore in your life. Now, it doesn't mean there's not going to be trouble, but you don't have to respond in a roller coaster way. Well, chapter 6, verse 1, is the encouragement. I'll read it on the New Living So let us, notice how he includes himself, stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let's go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Now the reason he gives this encouragement is because he shows us in verse 14 the solution. How to move from being babies to this person that's spiritual. You'll see in verse 14 the word mature. That's a disciple. So notice what he says, and I'm going to have you circle a couple words as you look at verse 14. But solid food, not baby food, is for the mature, who by, circle this word, constant use, have trained, circle that word, and then underline this next word, Train themselves to distinguish between Good and evil. There's two words we're going to use today. I want you to write the two words down, and you know, just write these two words down. Sticky, sticky, S-T-I-C-K-Y, and exercise. Sticky and exercise. Now, I ask you to circle the word constant use. What does that really mean? In the original language, Paul says, Solid food is a mature who by constant use... Habit, practice, applying the word, application. It's sticky. The word, not only you read it, but it sticks to you. It becomes part of you. The mature disciple doesn't just read the word, but he applies, she applies the word. It becomes a part of them. Well, how do we do that? Well, the next word is trained. That I had your circle. you're not going to like this. The word "trained" in the original language is our word for gymnasium. What does gymnasium mean? Exercise. Who exercises? Train what, is, what was the word I had you underline? Train himself. So who's the one that has to exercise?. <laughs> I can't go to the gym and watch my wife. Go for it, honey. Go for it. Boy. Great. Terrific. A few more now. Come on. We can do this. We can do this. Boy, it was really a really hard day today, wasn't it? So the solution to not being a baby is I have to take the word of God. I have to train myself, discipline, exercise, discipline, exercise, and make it a habit so it sticks to me. Look at this next verse. Paul writes about it again. Look what he says. 1 Timothy 4. Do not waste time. There it is. Time. Most important thing in our life. Don't waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tale. Instead, train, exercise, discipline yourself to be godly. We're to exercise spiritual disciplines. Bible study, prayer, meditation, witnessing to others. It relates to self-sacrifice and training. Not because we have to. But because we get to, now look at me quickly, exercise, discipline, spiritual discipline. If you go home today and go, okay, I'm going to have to get in the Bible and I'm going to have to exercise because Pastor Mark says it's good for me. Great. Now, to be honest, there's not many of you out there that like to exercise. There's a few of you. I heard Greg Laurie say this recently. You do it because the endorphins kicked in. Greg Laurie says he's never seen an endorphin in his life. How many say amen to that? What do you mean? The more I run, the more endorphins come up. Forget it. Back in 1997, I had open heart surgery. I look like this. I have no family history. I had no pain had no heart attack. But I had open heart surgery. Four-way bypass. From that day to this day, without exception, I exercised. Five days a week I'm my Schwinn Airdyne and walking. And I watch my weight. That's because I love to do it. <laughs> no, I don't like it. But I do it because it's good for me. Amen? See, if you do the spiritual disciplines and exercise yourself to grow, sometimes you won't like it. But you still do it because you know the outcome is what? It's good. Now, why do I do that? Well, because I want to accomplish what God has for me. I want to be able to teach every weekend three teachings. In a few weeks, I'll be in a foreign country. And I'll be teaching around 20 times in seven days. Now, how am I going to do that in the strength that God gives me? But I had to learn to discipline myself. Now, the way I do that is I get up in the morning have my cup of coffee, and my wife comes out of the bedroom, and she has a whip. Here we go. Praise God. How many know that won't work? I have to discipline what? Myself. Now, you can encourage somebody to get into the Word of God, but you can't make them apply it. You cannot make them apply it. So what is Paul trying to say to us? Why is saying you have to be a growing disciple? Listen, spiritual growth is not automatic. Spiritual growth simply doesn't come easy. That's why the word discipline is there. That's why the word training is there. Spiritual growth doesn't come quickly. So here's what I want you to write. Get this and you begin to understand the process. Spiritual growth comes from exercise, discipline, Godly disciplines, the word, Bible, so forth. And that's not enough. And from sticky applications. We have to learn to begin to apply that word. So a disciple is a learner under discipline. A disciple is a learner. Sticky. Under discipline. Exercise. What does that look like? I'm going to give you around six or seven, maybe even eight pictures of growing as a disciple. Here's the first one. Write it down today. A disciple continues, sticks in God's word. Now turn with me to John chapter 8, if you will. John chapter 8. This is a powerful verse that just unlocks the picture. It just unpackages the teaching. So take a look. John chapter 8, verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him... Jesus said, notice this word, if, if you hold, and you're going to see what that word hold looks like in a moment, to my teaching, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. In the original language, it means this, abide, stay in it, obey, obey, continue to apply it. It's an ongoing process. It's sticky. You stay in it. You stay with it. You obey. You continue to apply the word of God. So Jesus is challenging all those who had believed in him. Notice, this is written to believers. To the Jews who had believed, he said, you just started. Now, the way to become my disciple is to hold to my teaching. Learn it. Understand it. Apply it. It has to become a part of you. And then as you do this, this will be a lifestyle that will change you forever. Now, I want to show you some things and watch what I do. Understand, this is the Word of God. Hearing the Word of God is not enough. Reading the Word of God is not enough. Taking notes about the Word of God is not enough knowing the word of God is not enough I must understand that the word of God must become a part of me these biblical truths that we learn, all of those things hearing, reading, taking notes and knowing are good
0: thanks for joining Pastor Mark today on Lessons for Living If you'd like to hear more from this study, you can find additional teachings online now at calvaryccm.com. We know that this time in our world is uncertain, but one truth remains steadfast. God is in control. During this season, we encourage you to spend time in the Word, in prayer, and in the presence of your Creator. As with many churches across our nation, Pastor Mark and the Calvary Chapel Melbourne community are holding church online. The church isn't the building, it's the people, who despite whatever obstacles are in their way, they still worship Jesus and praise His name. We'd love for you to join us. Visit calvaryccm.com slash live or join us over on Facebook, YouTube, or Roku. We'll be having services on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. We look forward to worshiping with you in this way until we can be gathered together as the body once again. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're constantly lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Is there anything specific we can be praying about for you? Let us know by visiting our contact page at calvaryccm.com. And would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Mark and our church staff in your prayers, along with our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying. If you feel led to support Lessons for Living financially during this time, we would be very grateful. You can donate online at calvaryccm.com. That's all for today. Join us again for another edition of Lessons for Living.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is given